KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Matt Leon back with another college football preview, and today we head to the main line. Check out the Villanova Wildcats. Villanova went six and five last season, four and four in the always tough Colonial Athletic Association, one of the top conferences in all of FCS football. Wildcats will kick off 2023 on Saturday on the road against Lehigh. Caught up with head coach Mark Ferrante to talk about his squad. So as we are talking here, you guys are now into game week. So with kind of training camp in the rearview mirror, did you get everything out of workouts, preseason workouts that you hoped? Uh, I don't know if you ever get everything that you hope to accomplish. Um, The first game will be a good barometer as to did you prepare properly? Did you get majority of what you were hoping to get out and so on. It was a good camp. As you can imagine, the guys are anxious to play against somebody else. You know, we we switched over to, you know, from good on good for the, the fast pace of the game to scout team looks, you know, a few days ago. So, and we started class last Wednesday. So you're going through those type of adjustments coming out of preseason and getting the class week schedule. And now we're into class week plus game week schedule. So, uh, but preseason went well, Matt. We uh, have a lot of older guys, a lot of veteran players. And then we had a, a nice evaluation opportunity with some of the younger guys. So camp went well. But like I said, I think our guys are chomping at the bit to line up and play against a different opponent than each other. Where do you see the strengths in this year's group? Oh, man, that's hard to say. Strengths. Um, well, I'm hoping it's pretty much at every position. However, uh, when you look at the returning level of experience, our top two wideouts are back, Haik and Pringle. Four of our five starting linemen are back on the offensive line. Uh, our top three running backs for the last two to three years are all back. So, and then our quarterback, Connor Watkins, uh, this is his second year uh, of being the starter and he's a fifth year player. So we're pretty old and mature and hopefully a lot of veterans on the offensive side. When you look at the defense, the whole secondary is back. You got Goodman, Glover, Potter, Waxter. Those guys have been in the program since 2019 and 2020. Hartzell, Bell, you know, Abraham, Kimmel, all older linebackers now, they're all back. And up front, we did lose some guys, graduated some guys. And that's where we utilized the transfer portal this year to add some depth and build some depth with some grad transfers in the defensive line. So guys that have been in the program, you got Jake Green, you got Aiden Howard, you got Abina Wobodo. Those guys are all seniors in the classroom with a couple of years of eligibility left. And then we added some grad transfers, Jake Reichwine from Holy Cross, Cam Gagnon from Brown and Shandon Pierre from North Dakota. And they're all in their fifth year of college as well. So we're pretty old from an age and experience standpoint. So hopefully that can transition and carry over onto the field. So in our special teams, you know, Nate Fondacaro's back after missing last year. So this is his actual sixth year of college. He was a all-league punter two seasons ago. And then the second league all-league place kicker, Matt Mercurio, grad transfer last year from San Jose, is still in our program as a sixth-year player. So uh, if we can keep everybody healthy, I think we have pretty good experience uh, entering the field day one. Connor's second-year quarterback, and you mentioned fifth-year guy, so veteran guy. But have you seen big step here, second year as a starter? I would imagine 
once he's been through everything once it kind of everything really slows down here in year two and i'm going from the spring right right through everything yeah that's exactly right and and it shows on the field you know he's sitting in the pocket maybe a little longer than he did a year ago and reading the defenses and getting those pre-snap reads probably a little more comfortable in all those areas and you know he did some really nice things with his feet last year and obviously with the big arm that he has but it was his first year so there was some other times where maybe he pulled it down a little early and took off with it or maybe he forced one into coverage that maybe shouldn't have been thrown but through the spring into the summer them working seven on sevens you know with themselves and then so far what we see into camp making those decisions and like i said maybe reading the defense a little better pre and post snap to uh, be able to sit in the pocket and get the ball downfield. You talk about all the experience all over the place and being an older team. Does that change how you approach training camp when you've got so many guys that have played so much football and are are more mature guys? Do you maybe leave a little bit more to the players and you don't have to maybe push as much as you maybe would with a younger team? Does Does it shift depending upon what the roster looks like? I think it does in some aspects. Uh, We want to be a player-driven team regardless. So if you have good upper-class leadership, which I think we do right now, that's a good place to start. Certain guys, you know, we want to make sure because we don't have a very deep roster. You know, even though you're allowed 110 uh, at at FCS and FBS football and preseason camp, we only have about 90. I think this year we have 91 active players currently if they're all healthy at the same time. So, you know, we do probably, you know, try to spread the wealth a little bit, pull back on a couple guys that maybe have been in the program for an extended period of time just to avoid some of those, you know, soft tissue type injuries and things that maybe you get in camp if someone's, you know, getting a ton of reps. Uh, And it gives us an opportunity with some of the experience we have in, in the starting positions, gives us an opportunity to, you know, see if we can build that backup depth with some of the younger guys. And we did some of that in camp. But, you know, we're always a little cautious, probably, probably a little more on the conservative side when it comes to going live reps on a regular basis, just because we don't have a ton of depth in our overall roster. But, um, you know, it was a good camp and we did get an opportunity to see some of those, you know, guys that were maybe freshmen last year and then some incoming freshmen this year, able to get them on the field and maybe get them a few extra reps to get a better evaluation of them as well. You mentioned the transfer portal. I think specifically you were talking about the defensive line and it's just It is really amazing to me how that has just changed so many dynamics. You know, how does it change recruiting and things like that where maybe you don't have to go and get a a younger kid where if you've got a team that you think's closer, you can just try to bring a couple of older kids in? Does it completely kind of change the dynamic how you look at a roster? I think it has changed the game a lot nationally from our perspective you know what we've done is we still would like to bring in high school guys we're still recruiting high schools very aggressively throughout the the spring and into the summer camp months of june and july to get evaluations on guys in summer camps roster management is probably the most challenging thing right now just trying to you know maintain your current roster and so on we have not lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal so kind of our approach matt has been We're going to recruit the high school guy, and then we're going to get into our fall season, and then we're going to have our meetings with our current roster. And, you know, we had a couple guys that aren't using their final year of eligibility. They've already been in here for five years. They already have their degree. 
and uh, they're looking to move on and, and start their careers, you know, off the field. And then we have a guy or two that maybe we did invite back and felt that maybe he could go somewhere else. So we had one or two guys that have transferred it and gone on to other programs. That's when we usually start looking into the portal. If we uh, lose a couple older guys that we thought maybe were going to be on the roster for the following fall, then we'll replace them with some older guys. So that's kind of been our philosophy the last couple of years. And uh, it's gone well. The guys we brought in, the guys I mentioned in the D-line, they fit in really well. Three of the guys have been here since January, so they did get the spring ball under their belt. And then uh, Chan and Pierre, the North Dakota guy, he didn't get here until the summer. So he was just uh, here with the summer, getting his transitioning with the team and getting accustomed to what we're doing. So, But yeah, it's definitely changed the game of recruiting somewhat, but we're going to still be heavier on the high school recruit versus the transfer recruit. That will do it for our look at the Villanova Wildcats. Want to thank head coach Mark Ferrante for the conversation. Villanova's Saturday opener against Lehigh, that is a noon kickoff. And we will have another college football preview coming your way soon. I'm Matt Leon. Thanks for listening.